All right, guys, we have a very special announcement. It's official. The Bases Loaded Pod is joining the Roto Baller Radio Podcast Network. A little bit about Roto Baller. Since 2013, Roto Baller has been grinding away, providing millions of fantasy addicts their fix with player news and cutting edge fantasy analysis. If you didn't know, Roto Baller's 2020 MLB draft kit is already live. Roto Baller's premium draft kit includes exclusive access to 15 draft tools, including printable cheat sheets for every single possible league type. I'm talking mixed leagues, points, head-to-head, dynasty, roto, AL only, NL only, you name it, they've got it. Roto Baller's premium draft kit includes exclusive access to 15 draft tools. These draft tools include printable cheat sheets for every single possible league type. I'm talking mixed leagues, points leagues, head-to-head, roto, dynasty, AL or NL only, you name it, they've got it. They also offer rankings and projections from the number one most accurate industry expert, Nick Mariano. Not to mention access to their exclusive rankings wizard. Like I said, there's 15. Those are just three. So there's so much more to check out. For a limited time, get your MLB premium pass for 50% off. But wait, it does actually get better. Right now, you can get an additional 10% off if you use promo code BASESLOADED. Just visit rotoballer.com slash BASESLOADED to sign up for your premium pass today so you can dominate your leagues tomorrow. Bases loaded and one out. Oh my God! Deep to right field, way up there and way out of here. Second deck walk off home run. Grand slam. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bases Loaded. Base Loaded is a fantasy baseball podcast, and I'm your host, Mike Curland. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. And tonight I am joined by Mike and Zach. You can follow them on Twitter. Mike is at SP Streamer. Zach is at Braf Z. Mike is clicking away in the background. That's not me. That would Zach's be me. Click- Zach's clicking away in the background. What's going on, guys? Hey, man. Just so glad it's the second time we're doing this. So happy. <laughs> so happy fault. the first time that Zach had so many technical difficulties. There was no editing. No amount of editing was going to save that. <laughs> We talked for 10 minutes, and guess what? We get to do it again and then continue. <laughs> Happy TGFBI day, guys. Um, today, Michael's still, Mike's coughing. I'm apparently. still dying. Coronavirus. Mike, Mike, Mike yeah. yeah, too soon. Mike is, uh, <laughs> Mike is recovering from the flu. He's joining us. Apparently, he, that little mute button on the bottom left, he can't press it before he coughs. But uh, <laughs> Wow, good point. I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, Episode 82, and we're just going to kind of go over our TGFBI teams to this point, our draft experiences. Some vary from others. Um, now that we can hear Zach without an echo and he's on his phone, we can actually hear what he has to say this time. <laughs> but all in all, we're just going to go through kind of our drafts, our mindsets through each pick so far. It's only been a couple of picks. And talk a little bit about the early ADP. We only have, you know, maybe top 40 picks in ADP, and even that's still adjusting at this time. So the idea is just get a quick hitter in there. Just talk about the stuff and let everybody hear our thoughts. I'll get this thing out first thing in the morning. So with that said, let's jump to Zach. Zach, you're the one who's been dealing with the frustration today. Tell us all about it, where you're at in your draft, and just your and actually your mindset and everything else kind of going with it. Like just everything. Go for it, man. All right. Well, first off, my apologies for the technical okay. difficulties. <laughs> Delayed us like 10, 15 minutes here. But anyway, it's been a uh, yeah, it's been a long day waiting and waiting for my pick here. So I got the fourth pick. I'm in League 25, and we were stuck on pick number two for four hours. So that was a lot of fun. 
Um, the person claimed they didn't have Wi-Fi or data on their phone. So <laughs> whatever that means, this is 2020 here. Oh, God, um, be nice, man. What if he's, what if he's listening? Eh, whatever. Doubt it. <laughs> Doubt it. All seven listeners. He's not one. But no, so I have pick four. I ended up going Bellinger, pick four. Um, that's kind of what I was prepared to do the whole time, unless one of the big three fell to me. So I'm happy with that pick. Um, we actually started getting moving a little bit the past couple of hours. We're on pick 23 now, so I got a pick in five picks here. Uh, there's still a few good options available here in the second round. We got Flaherty, Rendon, Harper, Judge, Strasburg, Clevenger, um, Alonzo, Snell, all available. So we'll see what happens in the next few picks here. But ideally, I would like to – I would hope that one of these pitchers kind of falls to me. Um, at least take one pitcher out of these next two picks here. I need to kind of solidify an ace. I was considering, I've seen a lot of people going DeGrom and Cole early, but just after considering it for a little bit, I was just like, no, that's not for me. I'm going to go hitter first and try and take a starting pitcher in the second or third here. So we'll see who falls to me. But yeah, it seems like a lot of people were going Cole DeGrom early and uh, some other big names were falling, and I'm sure we'll discuss that when we get to the ADP, but hopefully uh, hopefully, good things to come here. So I honestly just wasn't listening. Uh, did you Did you talk about who you were going to take, or did you just mention taking a picture? I just threw out some names. Okay, I, I missed that part. I, Clearly I we're back. not listening to anything. <laughs> I came back. I came back around. Probably trying to tweet while you're podcasting yet again. No, I was actually talking to our patreons. Anyway, so uh, so well, I'm up in five team. picks. Ideally, I'm 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 targeting a starting pitcher, Flaherty, Clevenger. I'm I'm probably going to wait with Clevenger with the injury at this point. But Flaherty, Clevenger, Strasburg, Snell, and you Sale. Think, you don't are, think any of those guys can fall back to you in the third? Maybe. Uh, it's possible. I don't know. Um, are you gonna Are you gonna play that game and wait or, and hope for it, or because or do you right now kind of see the pitchers as outweighing the value of the hitters available? I'll tell you, I I really want Bryce Harper to fall to me at twenty seven. That's, that's not gonna happen. I mean, it's it's possible it could. if some of these guys are targeting uh, SPs here. Uh, a lot of these guys went hitters that are coming up, so they so might far, be trying to lock down a starting pitcher. So far, his max pick is 29 of these early drafts. Hmm. So that's his max pick. So you would be hoping that closer to the max. But with that said, Mike, where did you pick? Uh, where are you at? And where's your mindset? All that good stuff. Yeah, so I got the 15th pick. Um, I was hoping for Jose Ramirez, but he got taken before me. And um, I've been in this taking doing this draft position a lot for some reason this year. And uh, I'm not a fan of it, honestly. I kind of feel like at this point, you're always missing out on the guys you kind of want. But I ended up doing uh, Bregman Freeman. Um, we're getting towards the end of the third round now. Third round now. Uh, so I'm coming up in like three picks. But uh, I have to say, pitcher's kind of running thin in my draft. Um, in the second round, there was four or five. There were seven pitchers taken in the second round. Seems um, pretty typical almost. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Um, I wasn't expecting that much of a run, though. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I think I definitely got to grab a pitcher. And right now, currently, there's Clevenger, Giolito, Nola, Paddock. Um, 
and Kershaw. And I mean, it's not the best SP one situation personally for, I think, but um, I'm going to have to kind of like make it work. I just don't know if I want to go back to back pitcher here or a hitter and a pitcher. I was going to ask, are you willing to double tap pitcher here? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I I don't want to, like, go with the flow, honestly. I kind of want to go against the grain a little bit. Well, you have um, to. You kind of have to. You have to. I think at this point, at this point, I'd rather just grab one pitcher and then a hitter and probably grab two on the next time around or something. That's but. that's the thing. You got to look ahead at this point. Like you're at the point now because picking on these turns, picking on, you know, when you I, I have the 14th pick, so my draft shouldn't be too different from yours. I mean, it might be, but like the our 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 strategy should be or could be relatively similar. Maybe maybe it shouldn't be because um it's already kind of starting off different, but this is when like you start, I start like I look at these people, I start looking ahead and you gotta think. Well, who could fall to me? And that honestly yeah. will determine that. That determines a lot of which way like, I go. Like I think if I go one, like I mean, let's just say I end up grabbing um, Giolito, and then if I grab two my next time around, I'm looking at like Syndergaard, Glass, now Bauer type. So, I mean, if I end up with Giolito, Syndergaard, and Glass now, like I would be really happy with that. So, what I would just go on one. And this is why I'm now like I had the 14th pick in mind, and in the very first round, I was hoping maybe Tatis would fall because again, there's an overall aspect in TGFBI, and with an overall yeah. aspect, with the overall aspect, I like the idea of going for it. I like the idea of shooting for the ceiling because obviously you you don't play to you don't play to place here. You play to win, and yeah. we'll talk about like one, I'm, I'm kind of like like I'm kind of contemplating going maybe taking a shot with Kesson here or something here. Um, yeah. just because I feel like I got a pretty solid floor with Freeman and Bregman already. And you actually went the opposite. I feel like I went for the ceilings. I, t- I mean, Jose Ramirez didn't fall to you. You mentioned you wanted him. Yeah, but I took I Jose Ramirez, and I still think he has a high floor. People aren't so optimistic. I really am. I got him at 14, and I was very happy because I felt like he gave me a five-category <laughs> floor. And even if he didn't, even if he's back to kind of – who he was um, at some point last year, you know you're getting probably 30 stolen bases. You know, you get me 30 bags, and I'm happy with that because you want your stolen bases early usually. And then I'm picking right in front of Errol Cohen, who went pretty much the opposite, took the high floor guys. He went Arenado and Scherzer, which were the top two in my queue at this point. So mm-hmm. it was like I almost took Bregman as well, which, again, I'm okay with Bregman there. But then I know, I, I've been in enough of these 15-team type drafts, being in these draft championships, uh, draft champions leagues early. I knew pitching is going to fly off the board, and I knew I'd be in your situation where it's like, do I double-tap pitchers? Do I go hit or pitcher and hope to see what falls back to me? I was like, I didn't want to play that game, so I went and took Bueller, who fell to me, and he was the SP5. He was already the fifth pitcher off the board at pick 17. So my draft is moving faster than yours, <laughs> than your guys's, than your guys's. I don't think that's a word. Then you guys you know, your drafts are. So I actually already took my third round pick and somehow Bogarts, Xander Bogarts fell all the way to the 44th pick, which is great value because what that did was give me a high floor player with my high ceiling guys now. So I have Bogarts. So now with Bogarts Uh, pairing him, pairing him with Jose Ramirez, I feel like I just gave myself five solid categories on offense. And I have a pick coming up in three picks when once Cohen goes and looking ahead, I'm aiming for Max Muncy. I'm aiming for a Tommy Pham. I'm, I'll, I'll, you know, those guys should fall to that next pick hopefully. And because of how high before I have with 
with my hitters, I'm thinking I might go pitcher here, and now I'm going to go with two pitchers, two hitters, my first four picks, and that's very much on brand for me because I really because I. I'm not you, Mike. I don't do SP streamer. That's not my thing. So yeah. uh, for me, I like to get two of my top 15 if I can. Definitely three of my top 25. And giving if I can get Giolito here, I think Giolito's who I want. And you guys know I love Giolito this year. He's in my top 12, top, I think, or top 13. He's definitely my – I think he's actually in my top 12 after the Clevenger injury. Either way, I want to get Giolito here. I think Giolito and Bueller are great. One, two. Solid. I got my horses for my – you know, from I got my studs. Yeah, it's like yeah, I got my I got my horses with with ace upside. I got my two solid hitters. One offering literally, we've seen them do top five before, top five potential. I'd like to start, and then I'm hoping to get Muncie in round five. I know George is probably gonna listen to this and take him now. But I'm hoping to get Muncie in round five because that's gonna give me <laughs> multi positional fl- uh, uh, eligibility, eligibility, flexibility, yeah, flexibility, eligibility, whatever. And I think he'd be another solid high floor guy. Batting average not being there, but that power, the power potential is there. And I might, I'm going to be lacking in power after the start. You know, I'm a little worried. I'm, I'm a little afraid. I'm going to be lacking too much in the bags area here. But I don't know. So who's here that you would consider for stolen bases? I That's mean, the problem is I hate everyone. I mean, <laughs> I hate everyone. I do. I mean. <laughs> Here is such a shot in the dark, and then after that, I'm, Victor Robles. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't. I think I don't Robles think... can end up being a one category guy, and I'm just I don't about that. Yeah, but here's the thing: at 15, you're not, you're not picking for another 30 picks. I so know. You, yeah, it's better. And if I'm I, looking I enjoy... to go pitcher, pitcher on the next time, I mean, I might not have to. I might. I might have to just not do that because, I mean, again, around there where I would go again is Tommy Pham, and he'd be perfect for my team right now. And that's the thing. But you have to remember, these are a bunch of quote-unquote experts, quote-unquote fantasy analysts, whatever you want to call them. These guys don't wait for ADP. They will take their guys. So you aren't going to – that's the thing. You're you're not guaranteed Pham, but you might get something better. You don't know what's going to fall to you. It's kind of awesome. Like Bregman fell – we're gonna to get to ADP talk a little bit, but Bregman fell to the twenty fourth pick in a league. Yeah, like, like you, like that was, that was actually my league. He fell to the twenty fourth pick. Go figure. I think uh, someone was posting. Someone was posting that um, Yelich fell to five in a league. Let's see. He did, according yeah. to this. Yeah. So we'll get to that, and like I said, we're gonna to get to ADP shortly. But so, like I said, right now my mindset is leaning pitcher and kind of hoping to get Muncie, like a pairing of Muncie and. And Nelson Cruz next round, honestly. Like that's kind of where I'm leaning. Just to and if and if Giolito goes right now, you know I'm gonna take Matt Olson. Like I just I have to. That's all I'm <laughs> right I gotta take Matt Olson. I'm looking at Stanton, but I want to take Olson. There's five outfielders here that kind of does change things, but there are waivers. So Zach, where are you at? Like obviously you mentioned you well, who would you who are you gonna target in the third round if you take a pitcher here? What are you thinking? Pitcher again or or a hitter? All right, on that note. We're going to go ahead and take a brief break, and we'll be right back with you after a word from our sponsors. And we're back. Um, so, like I said, I, I think I'm probably targeting starting pitcher this round. And then the third, I would like – I really like to maybe solidify some stolen bases or some more power. Um, I'm a fan of my boy Alonzo, possibly in the third, if he's there. <laughs> I know you awesome. mentioned Harper, so I'm trying to get other names, I guess, outside yeah. of those two. Because hey, looking at the ADP, hitter wise, might not make it. Yeah, hitter wise, I'm looking at Harper, Judge, Alonzo, and then if uh, if I do really want to go the stolen base route, you got Mondesi, Meadows in that area. But I just I just don't love those Bios. guys in the third. 
Baez is there as well. Albies VR. There. VR. I love Albies. Give me Albies all day. I'll t- I would take Albies in late second. That's how much I like him this year. One name, <sighs> Starling Marte's out there. We'll get to it in the ADP doc. ADP ADP talk, but he's going very high in some of these, which I don't I don't love. I understand the need for stolen bases, but I just think there's some better options out there. And again, these are we are literally three rounds in, two rounds in right now. We're a round and a half for some of us, and we are. This is very very premature data. We are just taking what's been given us so far. So like that's why this is gonna be a quick podcast, kind of just a fun one. We talked about our teams. I want to get your guys uh, one, one one last thing as far as strategy goes. Just position, like, do, do you – I'll start with you, Zach, because Mike and I kind of went off on tangent. Do you consider positional scarcity when you draft? And do you – and then – that'll be the first question. Do you, like, how, what's your take on positional scarcity? Are you – will you take somebody because they have one, one thing, like one eligible at one position versus another guy at a different position, or do you not really look at that right away? Multi-positional LGB, how does that work? Um, I'm kind of rambling. Whatever. Trust me, I, I love positional flexibility on my team. I took Bellinger, who's got first base and outfield, so I'm a fan of that. But, I mean, I'm not necessarily – I'm really taking best available, I think. And then I'm going to go off of team construction as well. If there is a need for a specific position and I can shuffle players around based on multi-positional eligibility, then that's great. But like you said, guys like Muncie, McNeil, uh, guys that are – LeMahieu, those are perfect examples. VR, although I still think he's uh, going a little too early, but guys that are uh, eligible for multiple positions, yeah, it just adds so much more flexibility. We were talking about Bregman, like we can't believe how how far Bregman fell, but I mean he's eligible shortstop, third base. Um, it's it's a, it makes it very nice to have that on your team and have that flexibility. But uh, that's not the only thing I'm looking for. It really it's all about team construction as well. And like I said, I really I like taking the best available. Um, if somebody is out there that I think is much higher up in the ranks than somebody that has uh, eligibility at a few different positions, I'm just going to take the best player available at this point. Well, now, if you're torn between two players, though, and I'm guessing this might be for the answer for both of you, but because it's the answer for me. But if you're torn between two players, will what position they play be like a deciding factor in a sense? Like if you look at, say you want Albies and say you want, let's look at ADP, say you want Albies or Baez, like you're just looking at the two of them. They happen to be going back to back in ADP right now. What, yeah. Like say you're torn, you're just torn, but then you realize, you know what? Shortstop's a lot deeper. Second base sucks. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and take Albies, even though, if I, even though I might like Baez's ceiling a little more. Would that yeah. be kind of a deciding factor for you? Yeah, I think it definitely would. I mean, we've been going over ranks and stuff for a while now, this whole offseason, and we know shortstop is very, very deep, and you can find some great value. Second base, not so much. So that's a position to watch out for um, just in terms of scarcity. So, yeah, I mean, Albies is a great name to target early. He'll add some stolen bases for you. So, yeah, he's on my radar as well. But, yeah, I mean, like Baez, um, which just shortstop eligibility, you can grab that in the mid-rounds, mid-to-late rounds, and you'll still be set at shortstop. So, yeah, I think that's something I would look for. And, Mike, how about you? How do you uh, deal with, like, does positional eligibility affect how you draft? Do you kind of target certain positions, or do you kind of similarly go with the best available approach and worry about, positional eligibility and all that later um i try not to worry about it too much especially this early um because i kind of want to just grab who i think is the best at this point 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm definitely not getting a catcher. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, no, for uh... instance, like, like I thought Bregman, I thought Bregman was like like George, for instance, he's not here to defend himself, so it's not fair. <laughs> but George did it in our group text. He mentioned he took Freeman over um what's the f- Bregman. Yeah, because, because the first, first base, base. Is shallower, right. And I didn't I mean I, I didn't think that they I thought Bregman was the better pick in general. Like I would tell him that Yeah, face, yeah. But, but um, he didn't and I mean, yeah, if if I think two people are even, then obviously I'm going to go with the position that's not as deep. I mean, who wouldn't? It kind of makes sense. Um, if I, like, really, really can't decide on two guys and, you know, if they're category – if they produce the same categories, um, then, yeah, I mean, it's a good way to use – you know, it's a good tiebreaker, in my opinion. Yeah, I got you. Nope. And, okay, last, last thing because, again, got to move forward uh is uh closers we haven't gotten to there yet are you guys willing to like if you see a closer run happen do you will you panic and just take the best available closer or if the value's not there will you still pass mike i'll start with you this time um so i really like um i mentioned i've mentioned in the past ariel cohen had a great article showing that the second tier type closers return the most value so um, my goal is to kind of target one of those and then I'll probably wait a r- relatively long time, even if they're flying off the board. I've always in my leagues had a lot of success of fa- finding closers on the wire and I have been able to survive that way. So um, I'm looking to try and grab one closer in the second tier and then I'll probably wait till really late to grab another one and or maybe a couple guys who... I think it's step into the closer role pretty early in the season. Gotcha. So if they're on a run, I wouldn't really worry. Basically, I'm not gonna uh, panic. What about you, Zach? I'm probably not gonna join her on that closer run as well. Um, maybe if the value is right, I would go for one of those second tier type guys. But most likely, my plan is to kind of just stock up on a few closers late. Um, use those other picks for positional players some starting pitching but i'm confident in guy in closers that are going later guys um like nick anderson gallegos um ian kennedy guys that are gonna that have a much later adp i feel confident that i can stock up on a few of those guys and get lucky and like like mike said um I feel confident in my ability during the season to kind of pick up some guys that are going to contribute to the saves department as well. So I am not one to reach for that top tier of closers. I won't be having Yates Hater on any of my redraft teams, especially the TGFBI team here. Um, so yeah, I am out for that closer run initially. Yeah, I, I got, I get that you're out for it, but in general, like if one happens with, regardless of what part of, like say it's even later than draft, you need closers. Like if if, if a run happens, are you going to panic and reach? Like Wade Davis is like, say Wade Davis is like the last closer. Like, oh my God, I have to get Wade Davis because I have no saves or I'm lacking in saves. Will you make sure like to reach, so quote unquote, reach on him in order to, to secure the, that stat? Or will you just say, screw it, I'm not going to pass on the value of, of the current draft board if, if I get them later, that's great. But if not, I mean, you'd be in trouble if you don't get them. That's, yeah. uh, that's I mean, my plan is to get at least like one to two closers for my team. I'm not going to just not draft any closer at all. Yeah. So it depends on uh, where we're at in the draft and I guess what everybody else is doing. But I'm not going to just leave it blank and not take any type of closer. I'm not going to pump that category. 
Gotcha. So lastly, we're going to get into a little bit of the ADP here. I'll just go like, I know these are 15 teamers, but we'll just go 10 picks at a time. I feel like it's easier to digest or maybe five picks at a time. That way we can just talk about them. Any, any surprises or anything. Um, Let's start at the top, I guess. One, two, and three. You knew it was going to be a Cunha, Trout, and Yelich in that or, or in a order. And you've seen them all go within there. Actually, Yelich has yet to go first. You've seen that happen on like people, you know, you've seen analysts and stuff posted about their, uh, their, FT, not the CGFBI teams, but their, you know, 15 teamers on um, NFBC. And you've seen Yelich go first. His min pick is one. But here, not a single league did he go first. His min pick was second. But other than that, Acuna and Trout have both gone one. You've seen Trout go as low as four, Yelich five. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's awesome. But I mean, it's hard to argue with the top three. I just think it was interesting to point out their min and max picks, really. Anything you really want to say about it? Nope. nope. I think, I think so. the top six is kind of what I expected. Some people might see Cole and Degrom at uh, is it six and seven or seven yeah. and eight technically like eighty six six and seven six oh six and seven oh oh sorry well, I'm looking yeah. I'm looking at the wrong thing it's six and seven you're right they are six and seven Degrom a lot of people just in general pitchers in these formats go earlier. That needs to be said. You will see pitching pushed up at a premium. You yeah, have guys Cole like went oh, one. Yeah, you had Cole as the one pitcher. Oh, he actually, yeah, his mid pick was one. The Grom's mid pick was four. So you had guys, you had guys taking these pitchers ahead of the 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 big three, so to speak. So it goes to show you that pitching is such a premium here. Thus, the high ADP right now. Them going six and seven respectively. Um, it's funny because you see Degrom, you can tell it's like he has the lower, he has the higher min pick, but the lower max pick. Like Cole fell in a draft to ten once, so it's just kind of it's kind of funny to see how that works, you know. Would either of you guys have taken Cole or Degrom like super early, like after the big three is off the board? How early would you guys have taken Cole or Degrom? Second, second round. No, I would take them around. I'm looking at it. I would t- right where Verlander went at twelve. That's okay. the earliest. That's the earliest I would take a pitcher. Just checking because, like we said, we saw Cole go one in one league. He went third in another league. Uh, Degrom went fourth in a league. I just I think that's way too high for a pitcher. I think you gotta grab those hitters early. So I was just curious as to what you guys thought about going pitcher early, like super early. Not a fan. I mean, I know like Toby, uh, Bathroom Crazy. He's the one that did he take of, him first? You know, he might. I don't know. I know yeah, he definitely targets. Uh, he didn't do pocket aces. He didn't. That. No. That's his thing. Like, how did he not do? Well, his it thing? depends on draft position. I think he was towards the end. Gotcha. Um, it's a little different. He likes to but, do it when he get. He likes to do it when he gets one of uh, Cole and Degrom. I think he likes to go for Cole and t- with Cole get like a Flaherty, Clevenger. Oh, it was Clevenger, but you know that Strasburg, whatever. He likes to do that type of thing. He went Bueller, or Marte. Well, it's kind of well, we're gonna get to Marte mm-hmm. shortly. But after the top five, we talked about um the top five was Cunha, Trout, Yelich, Bellinger, Betts. That's pretty obvious, or not obvious, but pretty common. Cole Degrom again in this format makes sense. <clears throat> then then you get to that tier of like what people just prefer again: Lindor, Story, Turner, Soto. Kind Soto of went three in a draft. He wow. went three in a draft. I did not see that. Holy wow. crap! League four. That's nuts. I mean, Ooh. I think so. I think Soto could be if Soto was the fourth. Like I think Soto taking him as high as four, I can do it. I can understand it. But taking him three, I can't take him over one of the big three. Over Yelich. Yeah, yeah, most likely Yelich. Or Trout. Trout it, went four in a league. It was Yelich that league. Oh, it was? Okay, it was. So either way. so so, But I think that's, pretty again, pretty generic. So, uh, Story, Turner, Soto, Lindor. It's all about preference. You'll see them go various points. Verlander, the third SP off the board. Not really a big surprise there. ADP of 12. Again, pitching gets pushed up. 
Then you get into the Arenado, Scherzer, Bregman, uh, Jose Ramirez range. You had Bregman and Jose Ramirez really stand out here because they yeah. went as high as seven and nine, and their max picks were twenty four and twenty. 20. Yeah. So it's like there's a wide range of a belief and value and perceived value in them. Obviously, their ADP falls closer. They actually their ADP obviously falls closer to their max picks because on they usually go in that I've noticed the one two turn area. But Scherzer being the fourth SP off the board, no real surprise. Some people might have Bueller ahead of him. Uh, I personally don't, but it's nitpicking. Uh, again, I'm trying to get something. Arenado's just Arenado. I think he's a great value this year. I've talked about that in recent podcasts. I think people, I think the whole trade talks thing really hindered his uh, potential value. Yeah. So. so, what do we think is the deal with Bregman falling so far? Do we think that people are nervous of possible suspensions being handed out? Like, why is he falling to 24? Blows my mind. Well, I mean, he's like, if you look at the picks he's gone, I feel like it's that it's just either people hate him, love him, or, <laughs> well, I guess there's they have all three opinions on him. And uh, I think it's just that people, I guess a lot of people are just afraid of what the cheating did. And maybe, you know, they don't believe the production for some reason or... Um, I don't know. I I mean, I took him in my draft, and at uh, fifteen, and yeah. I don't know what it is about him. There's just like something where I'm just kind of like eh, about him. Like I'm not excited, but and you took him over some other pretty big names. Who you were considering? Who else there? Bueller. Bueller I took him over board, right? Tatis and Bueller. Tatis and Bueller. And you just don't trust Tatis. You trust. And I do much not more. trust Tatis at all. That's why I hate that turn. I I feel like everyone there. I'm just like. Eh, I don't know. Like no one excites me, you know. Yeah. I still think That's you're getting a very it. safe floor with Bregman. Even yeah, though the production may dip a little bit, but uh, he shouldn't be falling into the twenties. I don't think. No. Gotcha. So let's fly through. I mean, there's not really. Again, we only got through mostly like, a lot of these leagues. Now we're looking. I'm looking at how many people drafted, and now we're getting into ADP where people haven't even drafted yet. Like, yeah. I mean, no one here is really surprising after this so far. The only one is, which I guess you want to talk about, Starling Marte. Yeah, because Zola took him at 13. Yeah, Tazola won this last year, took him at 13, yeah. And that's why it's like people want to give it a hard time, but the guy who won this last year took him at 13. So I, I, I didn't, it didn't make sense to me because I feel like he easily could have got him in the second round, but I get it. You got to get your right. guy. And Zola, I'm sure he's defended himself by now, and he doesn't really have to. His results speak for themselves. There's a reason why he's as respected as he is. There's a reason why he's won it all. You know, he's won it all. But, you know, another guy that is interesting is Clevenger's still going at 30, uh, 35. Yeah. Or rank 35. Well, he is a max at 39 right now. A max is – but a minimum of 19. Like, somebody didn't know the news happened. Was like, Clevenger taken in both the so far? Nah, not mine. Wait, rank? What the hell just happened? He's and actually like, coming. Um, pick forty four is going. I'm forty five, and I might have the opportunity to take him. And I don't know what there. to do with that. Oh boy, because he's going to be out a month. But I'm just so worried that because of his delivery, that he's just going to always be injury prone. Yeah, it scares me. Reaggravate that injury or something yeah. else. But and it's just yeah. like I don't know. I feel like if I was the end of round four or five, I would without a doubt grab him though. Yeah, it's a risky pick, though. But back to Marte. Um, 
I'm just surprised with some of the guys that he went over in that particular spot. He went over Jose Ramirez. He went over Justin Verlander. Mm. Um, I mean, Ramirez, I mean, clearly he's, he's valuing speed um, to the top degree here. And a guy like Jose Ramirez, I think is going to put up better overall numbers than Starling Marte. I mean, Marte is what, like 30, 31, 32. I mean, those stolen base numbers are definitely going to start to dip. And, um, I feel like the average is starting to decline as well. He's not a power threat. I mean, Jose Ramirez is going to give you 30 stolen bases, hopefully, and he's got much more power potential, and he's he's going to hit for a decent average as well. So I, I don't understand why you would go starting Marte instead of Jose Ramirez in that spot. Man, someone got Arenado at... And Arenado fell in that league as well. Yeah. He's got so, him at, just, someone got him at 20. That's a steal. Yeah, well, last thing, I honestly just want to talk about one more thing. I don't want to, um, again, now we're getting to the point where there's there's leagues like 10, 12, you know, barely anybody's touched them. So that's why yeah, this podcast yeah. isn't, we're getting into like murky ADP data. But Chris Sale, it's just he, the reason why he's worth mentioning is because he literally has a min pick of 19 and a max of 37, another one with a wide variation, a wide variable, I should say, in ADP. So I don't know. I know we all, like, what are your levels of, real quick? Briefly, because I actually got to get going, to be honest. So yeah, real briefly, yeah. um, Zach, what's your overall thoughts on Chris Sale right now, as of he, now? He's a name that I'm definitely watching here in the second and third round. Um, I just I, – I'm, I'm nervous about the health. You don't mess with the elbow. Um, it's a real concern. I haven't really – I don't know if he's had any spring training action yet. Um, I'm just – I am nervous, but he's still a top 10 pitcher in my eyes. So I think in the second to third round, if you're looking for an ace, then he's definitely somebody to consider there for sure. Perfect. And Mike, what about you? Yeah, uh, he went the second round at the 11th pick in uh, my draft. And, 11, um, second round, 11th pick. I think yeah, 11th yeah, second round, 11th. I'm, I'm just uh, – yeah, I mean, it's tough. Unfortunately, right now we don't know much about him, and it would be a lot easier to gauge him closer the season but um i mean i don't i don't mind the pick honestly because you're when he's on the mound he's typically really good and last year his he was extremely unlucky so um that k upside and everything did you see him report to spring training dude looks like a freaking oh my god <laughs> i know i saw oh, there was like that, a tweet bro. that's saying like the wind was gonna blow him away and he looks so <laughs> but he's always like that he's always thin that's, and yeah but he lost now. more weight uh, uh, well, I, I just care about how hard he's throwing, so we'll see. Yeah, I want to watch yes. the, the, my biggest thing is velocity with him. I think where he's going will will vary, and ultimately, I've, I have him on a couple teams, like actual redraft teams, so fifteen teamers at that. I'm okay with taking him, but if you're taking him, he's the guy you have to pair with somebody with a high floor later. That's about it. And mm-hmm. I also so. think the win total might decrease a little bit, considering it might be a rough year for the Red Sox. So there might be some better options with more win potential in that spot, but I still like him this year. All right. Well, on that note, guys, I got to rush up out of here. So I appreciate you joining me as always. So as always, guys, you can follow us on Twitter at the pod, the podcast page on Instagram as well at Bases Loaded Pod. We got some exciting news coming up. I should have teased at the beginning, but you guys will probably see it on Twitter maybe next couple of days. Other than that, you can follow Zach on Twitter at BravZ, Mike at SP Streamer. I'm at Mike underscore Curland. As always, guys, we truly appreciate you listening. I hope you enjoyed this little quick hitter we did. Uh, We will obviously do more of an ADP dive once there's more ADP data and all that, but 
until that until that comes out guys we just appreciate you listening oh yeah for don't forget to hit us with that five-star rating review and of course we will talk to you soon